Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Tonk. Oh, that was an intro, was it? I thought so. I thought we were just sitting here doing nothing. I thought someone should start. Do it again. All right. All right, honky tonk. So I can't quite locate the, that accent. Or All right. Or I could go into Derek Guile if you want. All right, honky tonk. <laughs> so, um, I found myself doing the Boise laugh the other day from but, Only Fools and Horses, and I found it quite pleasing. Let's hear it. I'll see if I can dredge it up. He's in next week then. Who should he hang around with? I don't know. We'll have a think. But yeah, I just found myself drifting into (laughs) it when I was on my own in the kitchen and it felt good. Did you have a drink last night, Andy? I did. I was in a travel lodge on (laughs) on my Todd watching the telly and trying to come up with things to say to you today. Honestly, I had a bit of a drink. A bit of a drink? Yeah. I had. Three uh, of the large cans of Stella Artois. Yeah. And a bottle of uh, Star of I have no idea what that it's is. Czech Pilsner Lager. You look like you've had more. You look haunted, you know you what I mean? So? Yeah. You're aged terribly. I had some pistachio nuts as well. It could be that. <laughs> you know what? I've, I've noticeably, demonstrably put on weight since Christmas. Over Me too. Christmas. Me, I reckon seven pounds minimum I've put I mean, on. I mean, like, physically, I can feel yeah. added dimensions. I had a bath last night and I always have the bath at the same level. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know when I put weight on because my belly dome's above <laughs> the water level. Have you, you got know? a line on the side of your bath? No, you I just... I just Run it up to. It, I just... Inst- you know, I... Isn't that the same with everyone? There's a there's a depth that you just you there know kind of is, but it's not exact. It's not an exact science, is it? My mum would only let us have a couple of inches. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. yeah well, because cost of it. All right. Putting the immersionator on in my mum's house was a big deal. You oh, know, like the immersionator. It's a nightmare, isn't it? Because once you've once you've used all that up, yeah, fuck, it, don't you? It starts to tire, doesn't it? Halfway through yeah. the draw, I think you call it a draw. Yeah, I believe you, you do. Yeah. Um, are your bins back in sync, Andy? They are as of yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Whew, relax. But I have got some leftover uh, general waste that I'll need to take down to the tip. I think because it was just too much. Well, you like a trip down the tip, I don't like you? Trip down the tip. Any excuse for a trip down the tip? Um, do you put the if you're in say like the paper area, e.g., yeah. and you've got your paper in a black bin bag, yeah. do you sneakily just throw it all in of in the I bin don't. bag? Yeah, you do. That's a shit trick. That of course I don't. You don't do it. I'd take my paper and my cardboard down to Sainsbury's because that's near, nearer than the tip, and they've got the bins there. I only use the tip for general waste, wood, uh, garden waste, uh, and cement concrete aggregate. Would you take a fridge down there, given the chance? Uh, I'd probably try and take. 
no, I'd probably get the fridge done as a bulk collection. Do you, are they free in Sunderland? No, nah, it's 20 quid, but you get up to eight items. Nice. Um, nice. I'd like a the th- mini fridge. I'd tip myself. I think I like the thought of you with a, a mini fridge held high above your head, yeah, like waddling along to the the tip to lob it in. <laughs> but we have um, scrap metal collectors that come round regularly. So if you just put your stuff out, they'll take it. Is it rag and bone or no? They're in a wagon. They're on a lorry. They're on a lorry. Flatbed lorry. Hey, it's times move on, don't they? I you know, do. you get nostalgic, you can, but you can, you know, you can roll with it or you can perish. Sergeant Hardstanding is my first offer of a name, Andrew. Mm-hmm. He parades in camouflage kind of leggings, you know, that tight camouflage gear, yeah. in car parks in Essex. And at the end of his little display, he rings a handbell and shouts, not a lot of people know that. Right. Right, on the car, in the car park. What does his display entail? It's, it's somewhere between, like, a military march mm-hmm. and... Um, like erotic modern dance right, so that's like, <laughs> so like a gymnastic element to it do you know what there is yeah, yeah. and he doesn't get the plaudits for that no if he was it's a gymnast they'd say oh wow he's trained hard he's done yeah. well but because he's just a camouflage dancer yeah car like park dancer perhaps he'll he'll, he'll topple um, Ashley Banjo off his throne eventually <laughs> He's, he's a well car ensconced. park dancer. He's well ensconced, isn't he? Ashley Banjo. Ashley Banjo, tall lad, nice lad. Wouldn't mess with Ashley Banjo. Luxury Malcolm. Mm. Eats his evening kebab. We all like our evening yeah. kebab, don't we, Andy? He eats it off a towel made from fox fur. <laughs> that is how luxurious he is. You might be tempted, but hold on, because you could also just be the mole. The mole. The mole, you remember him from Thunderbirds. Won't you? The mole. He was kept in pod four, I I think. Thunderbirds. He lives under the floor. This is the bit that I think is going to get you, Andy. He lives under the floor of his bungalow and he forces his tods up through the cracks in the floorboard during the farming show, Emmerdale. With his paws? With his paws? Forces them up or does he emit them through, up through? No, he has a tod. Yeah. I didn't really want to have to get into the... Well, I need to know. He has a Todd, puts Standard it in, Todd. in the yeah. palm of his hand. Poor. Is he a man or a mole? <laughs> He's a man! Oh, God. No. I wouldn't, no. Don't go any further. I don't want any part of that. Oh, so you're on the hot dogs, are you? No, I'll be the middle one, the, the fellow with the towel. Luxury Malcolm. Does he wash it every day? Every towel? day it's washed for him. He lives a luxury life. Oh, well, there you go. I'll definitely be that. I've got um, a couple for you. Uh, Kid Kidney. He wears his baseball cap backwards. He speaks like one cool. of the rappers, exactly. He's working for the UK Kidney Marketing Board, attempting to get more kidney introduced into everyday recipes. Okay, well, I like kidney, so... so... There's Captain Aspirin. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to his service, and he'll come to your home or place of work and give you an aspirin once a day. Because that's good for heart health, isn't it, Bob? It's very good. It thins mm. the blood, yeah. Mm. Captain Aspirin. Or he can be Lipstick Liz, just a really brassy lass. <laughs> well, of course I'm tempted... Mm-hmm. To be brassy, oh, of course you can be. But do you know what I might be? What is he called? Aspirin, Captain, Captain Aspirin. Well, maybe I will be him because I feel a bit sorry for the aspirin these days. It's been completely. Mm-hmm. Is it supplanted by like these neurofens and ibrufens? Yeah, and codeine. Do the aspirin now as a preventative? Yeah, measure, don't they? But I do they believe it has it its original original purpose as a painkiller. Yeah, and you know it did all right in the fifties. Yeah, so that's what we should so go you back go to. With that. I forgot to mention there's a massive rip in his suit on the arse. But, well, then, definitely. 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 I've got one of my once-only quizzes, Andrew. Um, It's called... They're once-only for a reason, aren't they, Bob? Yeah, because they're shit. Right, it's called 
Gravel, concrete, paving, tarmac, oink, oink, pop, wink, splat, kappa, windpipe, oink. Paste. I'm emotionally invested already. Okay. Right, so it's as simple as this. There are four alternative um, ways that you could um, do some hard standing to car- park your car on, right. yeah? Or a pathway to, from the, your gate to the front of your house. That's probably about yeah. three foot, is it, in your case? No comment. <laughs> you could use gravel, yeah. concrete, yeah. paving, yeah. or tarmac. Yeah. yeah. Now, what I'm asking you to do is to order those in the cost per square foot. Right, and that's including preparation, laying, yeah. the whole job. Does it include labour? Includes labour, the whole right, job, okay. right. And it's called, once again, gravel, concrete, paving, tarmac, oink, oink, pop, wink, splat, kappa, oink, paste. Right, uh, cheapest would be gravel, I reckon. Okay. And then I would go uh, concrete. Okay. And then, oh shit, paving or tarmac? I'm gonna go tarmac after that. With paving as the most expensive. Well, you've had a good old stab at it, Andrew, because paving is by far the most expensive at eighteen pound fifty six per square foot. And then labour's not easy as well, is it? So you've cracked that one. Sadly, the second most expensive. Was concrete. Really? Yeah, at £6.52. I imagine it's something to do with the prep and the labour. Yeah. I don't know. And then tying. Isn't this an incredibly interesting thing, Andrew? Don't you think? Keep going. Tying in joint third place. A gravel and tarmac. Really? Both at £3.26 per square I would foot. Not have had tarmac then as being that cheap. Yeah. That's probably why it gets used so widespread. Yeah. So that God. was, Andrew. What was that? I can't remember what it was called. Gravel, concrete, Jesus. paving, tarmac, oink, oink, pop, wink, splat, oink, paste. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Um, I, I, are you including the labour in tarmac? The, yeah, Because I lot. could put gravel down myself. You'd have to get someone in to do tarmac. No, I'm saying you're paying for the job, yeah. Like You've made the for, decision to yeah. pay for the job. How You're you not doing that, it yourself. That figure on tarmac, where are you getting that from? I'm getting it from um, the Encyclopedia of Building. <laughs> no, honestly, I am. Look, I've got it printed out. But does that include labour, though? Getting yeah, obviously. To put tarmac down? Yeah. So tarmac over the counter is cheaper than gravel. Because I'm saying I could put gravel down myself. I wouldn't need to get someone in to put the gravel down. Andy, this is... I just pr- get a sack and I just spread it out with a re- Yeah, no, I, I can't, I can't emphasise uh, enough. You've made the decision to have it done by someone else. OK, can we move on? You remember Jordan Anderson? Of course I do. Yeah, he's done another version of his song. <laughs> oh, good. And he's done it. It's interesting, isn't it? He's done it with John Joe Shelby. Yeah. Right? Mick McCarthy. Oh, <laughs> Peter Beardsley oh. and Beardsley's wife, so it's kind of like food aid or something, isn't it? God, yeah. So raising money for he's re- are you outside when tarmac. I was on my way here. There was a grammar, like a grammar tramp, right? I promise. As I passed him, grammar tramp on Rupel Street, yeah, he shouted T H E, the definitive article, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
So that was a grammar tramp. And then he actually said, which was a nice sentiment, he said, I'm going to buy new houses for doctors so they can give cognitive therapy in their own homes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Let me sort this out, because it comes in quick, this one, Andy. I I'll do shut up, then. I'm a nut job. I'm an inkpot. I eat whole raw crabs out of bin bags. I drink fence paint. I kiss bathtubs. I sold me caravan to a goose from Japan. Jordan, Jordan, it's me, Peter Beasley. Feel the Geordie G-Force. You need to have an attitude of gratitude, you know, and have a good old stare about. See if you can spot an abandoned bit of string or go and look at some puffer puffer jackets. Oh, fuck off, Peter, you cheating, lying, spooky fucking doyle. What Jordan needs is to get around here and have a clamber around my fronties whilst we share a ten-egg omelette fresh off the arm of my fucking sofa. But I'm a cognut, I'm a toddhood. I threw a bag of pans at Jeff Stellings and I store raw plugs in me jockstrap. I've got 11 switches on me bedside ham. Jordan, it's John Joe Shelby here. You need to taste the flesh blood of a Christian in your throat. Or find a decent, well-maintained municipal graveyard where you can hang around at night, have a funny about and a daft laugh. Mick McCarthy here, Jordan. You're acting like a bastard. You should know how hang around with me. I'm not a bastard. So all the other blokes are the bastards. And electrolytes for diarrhea, that's a bastard con. But I'm a bog roll, I'm a loophole. I spent 15 days in a bath full of quills. I'm a crack pipe, I'm a wet wipe. I hide marzipan under walls in Sunderland. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, God. <laughs> I've spat all over the entire studio doing that, and it's I apologise. all over the podcast. Is that it? Uh, Did so, it finish quite suddenly? Yeah, yeah I, I can't go on any longer. I'd had enough. I bet you had and all. That was very good. I enjoyed that. Hey, here's a fascinating fact I found on Twitter yesterday. Oh, thank you. In 1845, nearly 80 people were killed in Great Yarmouth after they rushed onto a bridge to see a clown in a tub being pulled by geese. <laughs> True. Absolutely true. It's from the QI Twitter account, so it's oh, true. Oh, I love QI. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I've read their books. Oh, the books. Stuff. I've got the audio books. Oh, I've got them on Kindle. <laughs> Kindle. Oh, 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 oh. He is right. He oh, is right. Oh, I'll be going to get him. I'll, I'll open the door. I'll send Thank him you. over. Hiya, Roy. Hey, thanks for coming, Roy, again. You must like it. Right, so have a seat, Roy. Um, Thank you very much. I'll just sit here, do I? Yeah, that's fine, With a little prick sit. Yeah, that's lovely. Yes, hello. Uh, Rob, before I begin, I want to say that I will only answer questions that relate to Warhammer. Anything else you ask me today is trivial and silly and will be deflected. You irrelevant little freak man. So go on, fire away. Okay, well... Do you know, I was just open for an update, Roy, on Palace's season. One defeat in six matches, up to 14th. Is that Warhammer? Well, no, but I can, you know... Well, I'm only prepared to talk about Warhammer. For example, are you aware that the vampire counts consist of five playable vampire families, each of them with different ambitions, habits and powers? Von Karsteins, 
Necrarches, Black Dragons, Larmians and Strigoi. No, no, I wasn't, uh, Roy, but thank you. So you got Watford at home on Saturday. No. You get you close to that 40-point mark. Fuck's sake. What you need to remember about ogres is that they are guided solely by their stomachs. They spread devastation and destruction everywhere they go. Now, while ogres are considered to be a neutral army, they can actually end up fighting for any side. In fact, they sometimes hire themselves out as mercenaries to feed their lust for food. Well, I didn't know that, but I would really appreciate, right, if we could talk about something else apart from Warhammer, you know? It's pronounced Warhammer. 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 Warhammer, you fucking nubbend. All right, I see. Like, you got Spurs at home in the next round of the Cup. Will that be a bonus or a distraction, Roy? Well, it's going to be a bonus, obviously. It means I'll be back in the house by 5.30 at the latest. I'll watch the Dukes of Azim with some beans on toast. And then Andros Townsend and Christian Benteco come round for a massive Warhammer session. Smashing. Yeah, it does. It sounds great. He is a great fucking dickhead. Look, I need to be careful, though. Word on the street is that fucking Benteco's been stocking up on hundreds and hundreds of skinks. Yeah, the cannon fodder and lizard men. He's up to something. I need to suss out what it is before I go into battle with him. Oh, well, good luck with that, Roy. And as always, thanks for coming in. Well, it's a pleasure. Do I, uh, do I go out the same doors I came in? Yep. Well, there's only one door, Roy. Well, all right. Thanks very much, then. No, thank you, thank Roy. You. There we go. See you, Roy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a Roy. So um, you, were, you were quiet whilst he was I'm here. I'm intimidated by him, to oh, yeah. be honest. What? Not in a Warhammer sense, but as a, a kind of a footballing giant that he is. He's like, uh, well, but and let's just say for the uh, listeners out there, he's a lot taller than you think, isn't he? Massive. <laughs> Huge. Big skinny bloke, I'm wiry to bloke. Put my seat up. Andrew, TV wise. Yes, Robert. I just wanted to correct something from last week because I got the name wrong. I said who was, who was driving. I do highly recommend on the iPlayer, it's called Car Crash Who's Lying. Right. I just wanted to correct that. Crash, line. I forgot all about that, but it sounds good. I'll get round to that. Okay, fine. I know you'll enjoy it, Andy. I will. You'll enjoy I'll it. I'll try. Do, have you involved yourself in Manhunt or Luther, the two crime things that have been... Um, I did watch Manhunt because uh, I wanted to see Martin Clunes bring a murder to justice. And how did you find it? Me, being one of my ambitions, that. I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah, I did. A bit plodding. I thought it was very light viewing. It wasn't complicated. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. very... Um, Taxing, yeah, yeah. Um, like some of the American things. It was almost a children's program, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes that's what you need, isn't it? Yeah, and he was nice, man. He always comes over lovely, doesn't he? Well, I'm, I think Luther tops it. I've n- I've never seen Luther. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I have to hand it to it's him. It's one of them where quality. people on the social medias are like raging about it and about how great it is, and then by the time it gets to the last episode, they all go, oh, "That was fucking shit." Well, I'm not, I've not got the end yet, so... Oh, bad but, ending, apparently, Bob. Oh, thank I you, Andrew. I wouldn't bother with it. I'll tell you what I've been watching, or what I did watch last week, uh, BBC iPlayer again, a two-part storyville about the Waco tragedy. Oh, I like thing. a bit of Waco, yeah. It's, it's, it's three hours in total. Uh, and is and that... It, Waco's not Jonestown, Waco? is it? No, Branch Davidians, David Koresh. Right. Where they were in that big compound and there was a standoff. There was a bit of a gunfight, then there was a standoff for a couple of months. I might watch that stuff. And then it all went up in flames. But there's people who escaped from it who were still very much into the whole Branch Davidian thing. Really? Yeah, to this day. Was it? You could say brainwashed, but perhaps they're not. Was he a fiddler? Who? 
Koresh? Yeah. Oh, he was a sex offender. Oh, right. Massive sex It's often at the heart of these things, isn't it? It usually is, yeah. Another couple of things that I wanted to mention, Andrew, viewing-wise, because I do the viewing so that you don't have to. That's what I say. Right, yeah. So you don't have to watch the dross, yeah? Yeah. Well, I've watched The Marvellous Miss Maisel. I've heard things about that, yeah. And do you know what? I've been suckered in. It's quite enjoyable couple of seasons of um, Fro Fro. Right. Um, a bit like the, the Levi Belfield thing, quite easy on the, <laughs> easy on the brain. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's not about the hunt for a murderer. No. But uh, it's a it's a last trying to become a, a comedian in right. the, in in I think probably the fifties when that wasn't when really you on. To do that, yeah. yeah, but it's 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 really nicely written. You know that snap 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 sort of Jewish humour. I think it could yeah. be called a mm-hmm. lot of that. Very clever. Got some laughs in it. Good. That's um, Amazon Prime, I think, isn't it? I, I'm sorry, I don't know where it I watch is. these things. I've these... just been patronising. It is Amazon Prime. Oh, thanks, Andy. I, I knew you wouldn't know. <laughs> You like your darts, don't you? I do. Um, after every match, my favourite darts player is Adrian Lewis. Big yeah. lad. Big, big lad, yeah, big sweaty lad. And after every match, he goes out for uh, a meat supper. Oh, yeah. Now, figures, yeah. For, now, can I just say, I'll insert in brackets here, for any, um, for any people who don't know the darts, instead of Adrian Lewis, imagine this is the, what's the old Leeds manager? Big, like... Oh, is, is he called Evans or something? Oh, St- Steve Evans? Steve Evans. Yeah. Or Sam Allardyce, just yeah. instead of Adrian Lewis, if you're not a darts person, yeah. just imagine one of those big old-fashioned lads. Yeah. So, would you play the waiter for me, Andy? Because I've written down, I've, I heard, uh, I overheard their conversation, I'd, right? I'd love to. So I was on this the... This isn't a tape recorded, is it? <laughs> no, 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 we'll have to act it out. I wrote it right. down. So I was happened to be on the next table at the Slaughterhouse restaurant near the Alley Pally after one of his matches in the World Championship, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, I, he doesn't read the menu. I don't know whether it's because he can't... I, you know, he doesn't read it. He just right. asks the waiter to read it out. All the meat options for him are from the menu, yeah? All right, so if you could start, yeah? For starters, we have roast bone marrow and salad. Oh, bone marrow. Okay, now, that's got me popping. Does it come with any other meats? No, just the fucking salad, sir. Oh, that's a fucker. Oh, I'll move on then. What's next? 
Game lever on toast. Oh, lever do fuck off, will ya? You fuck off. No, you've hit the bullseye there, mate. Is it in a lump or a paste? It's in a patty, sir. A patty, fucking get in. So I could eat it with a spoon, fuck yes. Does it come with any meat juices? No, just the toast. So fucking sorry about that. <laughs> Is the toast buttered? Oh, oh, fuck it. Has it been submerged in dripping? Butter, sir. I'll tell you what. I'll have the bone marrow and the liver, but hold the salad and the toast and give me a big fucking daft spoon to eat it with. Now give me the meat mains, you fucker. We have roast mallard with an a chuck. And jacket potato, you dirty fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's a rich meat. I'll be a fucking wealthy man with that in my gut. Fuck yes. Is it on the bone, you fucker? Yes, sir. Fuck it is. <laughs> oh, fuck bang 180. The nearer the bone, the sweeter the meat. I'll have one of them, but all the veggies like mustard. Carry on. Right. There's a fucking 14 ounce sirloin steak served with roast cauliflower <laughs> and, sweet, <laughs> and sweet potato mash. Oh, 14 fucking ounces of hot muscle. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What are you trying to do to me, you meaty hero? Oh, no, sir. That's a whole bunch of fuck, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, fuck yes. One of them and all, you fucker. Now carry on. Right. Steak and kidney pie with cabbage and boiled potatoes. <laughs> Kidneys or oh, fucking wallop, you dirty bastard. Is it pig's ox or lamb kidney? Ox kidney. Oh, fucking hell, fucking hell. Tell me, is the pastry lard best? Yes, sir. And fucking hold this tight with some added beef dripping. Beef dripping. <laughs> oh fuck, mate. Just like my pillow at home. I'll take the pie as well, but hold that fucking veg. Any fucking side of this. <laughs> fuck off, yes, of course. A lump of lard and a couple of fucking trotters. Oh, glory be, you beautiful bastard. Uh, and a drink, sir. A jug of lukewarm gravy and a pint of fucking bovril. Certainly, sir. Will that be all you fucking want? <laughs> Have you got it? <laughs> Have you got any spare bones for me St. Bernard? Of course, sir. You are a fucking diamond. And get a fucking fart on. My slacks are sweating up like a bastard sponge. And that was uh, all I had. That's what went down. That's what went down. <coughs> and, uh, Jesus. Just, uh, just eats on his own. A very powerful uh, powerful scene. Yeah. I think. Did you, it was a little bit... What would you like, Was it a little bit like the movie... Try to think with those deep voices and like the the lack of joy. Can you think of a movie analogy? <laughs> no, no, I just. I <laughs> <laughs> say. Hello, welcome to another edition of Who's the Prick. 
Tom Littlewood, how you Tom? Dory Littlewood and my beautiful assistant, Joe Swash. Say hello, Joe. Joe Swash! There he is. Lovely. Have you had a nice Christmas and New Year, Joe? What did you get up to? Joe Swash! Uh, okay, Bob, we're here to play. As always, who's the prick? And you, Bob Mulmer, are my special guest. And today, you're raising money for a machine that will allow you to clone credit cards. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Very nice. Now then, before we go any further, Bob Mulmer, I guarantee that no major harm will befall you during the execution of this game. Do you trust me, Bob Mulmer? No, I trust you, Dom, yet. Yeah. Fine, here we go then. I'm going to give you the name of three people... One of them's a prick. The other two's all right, really. Okay. I want you to tell me who's the prick using your skill and judgment. Okay. Number one, Peter Foster. Number two, Tom Morton. Number three, Theo the Poodle. Oh, one of them's a prick. First one, is it Pete Foster? Peter Foster, you yeah. reckon he's a prick? Or do you reckon he's a prick, Bob Mortimer? Do you I... inside information? No, I just reckon he's a prick. You fucking bastard. Joe, Yay! Joe, Joe, give us the correct answer. Joe Smash! Fucking hell, Joe. Yeah, the correct answer, Bob Moore, is Peter Foster. He's a serial con man who was featured on Esther Ranson's That's Life in the 1980s. Tom Morton memorised over 16,000 telephone numbers and appeared on Esther Ranson's That's Life oh. in the 1980s. Theo the Poodle is talking dog. He appeared on Esther Ranson's That's Life in the 1980s. Well done. You're not the prick this time, Bob Morton, for what you will be yeah. one day soon. And I'll be here waiting because this is never going to end, Bob Mortimer. This will never end. All you right. got that? Yeah, all right. Calm down, Tom. Thank you for playing. Then say goodnight, Joe. Joe, swat the fuck off, Joe. All right, Tom. <laughs> all right, so, Andrew, I've got our gangs of the EPL. Ooh, so, so we have the introductory music. So it's gangs of the EPL. <laughs> So, Andrew, the White Arts had got together at Ari's, Ari Kane's mum's garage for a yeah. New Year's Eve party, right? Oh, Eric, Debbie, Tinky Winky, Keenan, <laughs> Keenan Trippier and Son Hung Thing, yeah? Tinky Winky? Tinky Winky, oh, Ari Winks, Winks so, yeah. yeah. Ari's mum's laid it all out nice for crisps, cold meats and that, and they're all wearing clothing that you use when you're handling sports equipment, you know, white tracksuits, yeah. white trainers, that kind of thing. So, Ari... So, what did you all get for Christmas? I hope you all got something that will last and is not just some flippant and disposable fluffery buffery. Debbie. Sure thing, boss. On Christmas Eve, I was hurting for sure. My girlfriend, Ruby, played a blinder and convinced me I was getting nothing because I was undeserving in it, bro. Then on Christmas Day, she gave me this. Keenan. Keenan Trippier, yeah? Yeah. What are it, Debbie? It looked Rick Gradley. <laughs> It's Hot Wheels Ultimate City Garage and Cobra Crush Flyover. Wow, it's like a road system at Doncaster, but, you know, they've scaled it right down. I doubt very much they have a hungry giant cobra in Doncaster, Keenan. Take a wrong turn and the cobra actually digests you. Uh, I ain't got a girlfriend, uh, but I know what they are, says Keenan. <laughs> Is you hurting something, Keenan? says Debbie. Yeah, you're all right. Thank you, Debbie. No need to be a boots McNoxious. 
And I must say, I'm very disappointed in your girlfriend buying you something so trivial and unessential. You will soon tire of it, and it will just be another piece of clutter. (laughs) (laughs) You should donate it to a school in a poor area where the children are needy for such things. Oh, okay, if I must, boss, but can I play on it today? Yes, you can, Debbie, but be careful handling that cobra. Its teeth look very alarming. I feel like Jeffrey McQueasy just thinking about the potential jeopardy involved and do not put the cars in your mouth. Yes, boss. So what did you get, Eric? I got a fucking hell. new hat. That's a nice, sensible gift. What sort of hat was it, Eric? It was a green hat. Oh, what a lovely colour for a hat. Who got you it? My girl. Oh, that's Maria Keenan chips in. I haven't got a girlfriend, but I know what they are and that they must be treated well. So, <laughs> have you bought your new green hat with you for display and show, bro? You feel me, innit? No. Why not? I... Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> lost it. Well, that is a shame, Eric, and I expect Maria will be very upset and out of sorts when you drop that bombshell... I suggest you sit down right away and write to her begging for her forgiveness. What about you, Thing Son? And that's Thing Son, you know. Yeah. Who came to the country via Dortmund. Um, Is that relevant? Yeah, maybe, because I ain't doing a, a an Oriental accent no. and ending my career. No. So, I so, think so, German. So I think I'll do him as a German. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what about you, th- um, Thing Son? Your best present ever from my girlfriend. You so young. A disco sound hub to spit out high-quality musical fire at home in the car. He's slightly German. (laughs) Yeah, well, I do worry. And at a party. It keeps me vital and sane when everything else makes no sense to me whatsoever. I would like a girlfriend. Where did you meet yours? At a K-pop party in Rochester. Harry... An electrical item, a very astute and sensible gift. I recommend you post off the warranty without delay, and it should give you years of pleasure and satisfaction. Come on, Son Thing, fire it up. So Son Thing turns on his disco hub one, and um, this is what he plays. Pick me up, 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 pick me up. All right, Thingy, all right. That's quite enough. I didn't realise it would be so loud and rambunctious. Eric is trying to write his apology note. Bloody hell, what cacophony? What about you, Tinky Winky? What did you get? Harry winks. 48 gallons of pure ox piss. (laughs) Everyone goes silent. You know what? (laughs) Then Debbie speaks. Is that meant to be a joke? Because if it is, it's in very bad taste and makes me speculate that you was hurting, Brother Winky. No, it's the truth. My ex-girlfriend Rosie sent it me because she hates me guts. 
Harry, it sounds like she just can't let go. She needs to move on and live in the moment, not the past. Keenan, art living moment, boss. That way I don't get upset about not having a girlfriend in the past and probably not having one in future. Son, think son. You should go K-pop in Rochester. Don't be daft, son. It's his haircut that's holding him back. He's a nice young man and he'll find his sweetheart once he gets his hair sorted. What present did you get, Keenan? Um, oh, you, uh, oh, fucking Yorkshire. I've just been doing it, haven't I? Great, great, great. A, a pack, pack of sausages and a bell. That's very nice, Keenan. Debbie, so what, but what did you get for Christmas, boss? Oh, I got usual, usual, you know, some chin oil, a chin strap to stop my teeth chattering at night, a chin prop to take the weight off my chin when I'm reading and writing, and a chin brush, brush to get rid of dust and grime after I've been walking through a poor area. Oh, and I almost forgot I got this letter. I never had a, a letter, but I do understand what one is. Here, Debbie, you can read it out. Debbie reads it out. Her Majesty, the Queen, hereby grants you the honour of the Order of the British Empire for services to sport. Wow, that means you as an OBE, bro. Yes, it does. And I am very, very bootsmuck chuffed. Let's get this party started. Cue the music, son, thing. Pick me up, pick me up, pick me, pick me, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. And uh, uh, they partied right all the way through till 9pm, Andrew. Whoa! What a night. Curfew, New Year curfew. So, sorry, that was a little bit um, over-ambitious, that bit. I had a bit of trouble sorting out who was who and, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's all right. You know, it worked in the end, I think. I don't know. But, well, we'll find out, I suppose, won't we? Well, if I include it in the episode, yeah. Do you want to stop there or do you want to carry on? I haven't really got much else to add. Well, was one thing I do want to add. Um, if you're going into McDonald's, you know them touch screens they've got where you can order your stuff on the touch screen and pick it up at the counter? This is the feces point. They're all covered it? in shit, yeah. See, I yeah. feel a bit sorry for McDonald's and that because it's actually the public that are covered in shit, isn't Yeah, it? McDonald's so, have done well to introduce technology <laughs> and the public have come in with their shit-covered shit fingers. fingers. It's like it makes um, you wonder when you go on the tube, on the escalators. Yeah. Because they look particularly absorbent for yeah. feces, the, the hand things on the... The rubberized hand things. I find it's best not to dwell too much on all that sort of thing um, and just wear, like, little cotton gloves all the time. If you think about it too much, you're not going out, are you, no, really? No. The uh, Do you remember the pop band? Do you remember the pop band blur from the 19... 19- you do that bit, Andrew. 1990s! Yeah. Do you remember them? I don't, I yeah. don't remember. They're all dead now. It breaks oh, your heart, doesn't it? breaks your heart. That's very sad. Terrible, isn't it? Do you remember the band The Cure from the 1980s? Oh, what a band. They're all dead now. All dead, all of them. Breaks your heart than two, doesn't it? Buried together in a line. Oh, dear. Anyway, well, on that sad note, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> OK, that's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. See ya. See everyone. Bye-bye.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.